Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 38 of season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. We haven't featured the radio sitcom The Nebs on this podcast since season one. Saul Hess was the creator of the comic strip The Nebs, which debuted in the spring of 1923, 100 years ago. He loosely based his strip on the existing comic strip The Gumps, created by Sidney Smith, a friend of his, who he had contributed some of the gags used on that strip. Eventually, The Nebs appeared in over 500 newspapers, and it enjoyed quite a bit of success. Eventually, in the 1940s, a radio show was created by the same name, although it didn't last very long. Kathleen and Jean Lockhart starred as Rudy and Fanny Nebs, with supporting characters played by Ruth Peratt, Francis Trout, and Dick Ryan. Sadly for us old-time radio lovers, only four episodes of that show survive to this day. Now sit back and enjoy the October 7th and October 22nd, 1945 broadcasts of The Nebs. presents Gene Lockhart and Kathleen Lockhart as Rudy and Fanny Nell. Ah, oh, Fanny, that was a wonderful Sunday lunch today. How in the world did you make such delicious chicken salad? Oh, I made it with a can of tuna. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I want to do now is listen to the World Series game. Oh, Rudy, why do you want to listen to an old ball game? Well, if I don't listen, how will I know what the score is? Well, Rudy, did you ever know? <laughs> there you are, folks, the Neb, straight from America's famous comic strip, with Junior, Obie Slider, and all the others you've laughed, worried, and adventured with for 22 years. On this peaceful Sunday afternoon, we find the Nebs at home. And Rudy is listening to the World Series. Here they are. Rudy, what are they yelling and swooning for? Why, they got three men on base and Greenberg's at bat. Now, shh. Oh, I thought they'd discovered Frank Sinatra in the crowd. Now, just be quiet, Fanny, and listen. Now the bases are loaded with two men out. Big Hank Greenberg is waiting for the next pitch. The count is three balls and two strikes, and here it comes. Greenberg connects with it, and the ball plays. Fanny! Fanny! Oh, what's happened? Why, the radio's quit. Oh, what am I going to do? Maybe if I shake it... Oh, Rudy, what are you doing? Trying to make it into kindling? Uh, quick, Fanny, get in my tool chest there while I locate the trouble. All right. I'll have to take some of these parts out. Uh, let me see now. I'll, I'll put the tubes over here. And this gadget here. And these little screws. I've got to keep them separate. I'll, I'll just hold them in my mouth. Here are the tools, Rudy. And thanks. I'll have it fixed in no time. <laughs> 
Oh, you won't if you keep swallowing those nuts and bolts. Well, now, Fanny, I've got to put them somewhere. There's no more room on the floor. No, I guess there is room on the floor at that. Well, now, you just get busy and pick all those up. No. You know our friends always drop in on Sunday afternoon. Yes. Anyway, I don't think you should be working at a radio on Sunday. Well, maybe I'll be forgiven if I get it fixed in time to listen to tonight's sermon. Now, let me see. Uh, where does this piece go? It doesn't go there. That's a piece of Junior's roller skate. Uh. <laughs> well, it fits better on the radio. Oh, shucks, what an awful time for the radio to go haywire, right at the most exciting part of the game, when the score was one to one in the third. Now, I'll never know what happened. You'll hear about it from Obie or Herb or Ambie Potts or somebody. Ambie Potts. Ambie doesn't know a baseball from a grape. I like to get my baseball firsthand. Fanny, you wait till the new radios come out. I'll buy the best double reversible combination radio made. Absolutely non-static with FM every AM and PM. (laughs) You'll probably have to wait. My new washing machine and the electric mixer come first. Why the idea, Fanny? You can't hear radio programs on an electric mixer. And whoever heard of getting the Cubs and the Tibers together in a washing machine? (laughs) Now, who do you suppose is calling who we might or might not be home to? Oh, Rudy, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Come in. Good afternoon, Mrs. Neb. Hello, Mr. Neb. Oh, hello, Buck. Howdy, Buck. Jeepers, Mr. Neb, what are you making? An atomic bomb? An atomic bomb. No, I'm not. Oh. Is Junior home? No, he isn't, Buck. He went over to see Donna for a while. Hey, what's the matter with Junior lately, Mrs. Neb? All he thinks about is girls. Well, Buck, there comes a time in the life of every man when, as the poet says, uh, uh, what was it the poet said, Fanny? I'm sure I don't know. But when that time comes and a boy starts thinking about girls, like the taxes, it's here to stay. (laughs) Jeepers, you mean they never snap out of it? Rarely, but rarely. And if they do, they usually snap back in again. Uh, Gee whiz, I'd rather play baseball. Ah, now you're talking, Buck. Oh, say, uh, how's the World Series going? I don't know. I came over here to listen because Mom won't let me tune in the ball game. She thinks it's too brutal the way they keep knocking out the pitchers. I see. And Junior went over to Donna's to listen to hers. Well, what's the matter with your radio? What's the matter with it? Don't you see these parts all over the floor? Golly, did it explode? Oh, no. <laughs> Mr. Nib scattered it without any help. Um, uh, there was a loose connection, Buck, and one thing led to another until the whole thing got loose. Well, seems that there was uh, just a general giving away of all the tissue. Ah, but don't worry, son. I'll have that game coming in again before Charlie Grimm can chase another umpire. Stand back, Fanny. Maybe I ought to mention that I've built two radios myself, including condensers, antennae, loudspeakers. Well, you don't say. Sure. I get standard, short wave, medium wave. Everything but a permanent, eh, Mark? <laughs> well, I almost got a permanent once, too. By mistake, I grabbed hold of a high-tension wire. Well, <laughs> my boy, it's fine if you're born a live wire, but don't ever try to pick it up. No, sir. But I'll be glad to help you fix your radio, Mr. Ned. Oh, no, no, no. I can fix it. Are you sure, Rudy? Why, of course, my love. It's quite simple. This tube here goes into, uh, uh, no, it goes into... Uh, uh, doesn't it go into there, Mr. Uh, Ned? Yes, that's just what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> then, now, this part fits into, uh, let me see, it... Uh... It fits right into here, Mr. Ned. <laughs> yes, that's what I thought. Now, <clears throat> uh, hand me those pliers, Buck. Sure, here. Ah, thanks. Now, I'll just snip this wire off a little here. Oh, hey, Mr. Neb, you shouldn't have done that. Huh? What? You cut the cord that plugs into the wall socket. Oh. It probably got in his way, Buck. Let me show you how that goes, Mr. Neb. You better let me have the pliers. Okay, my boy. I'll take over again when you get tired. You're a very talented boy, Buck. Uh, You play the piano, too, don't you? A little. Say, I didn't know that. You play by ear or by note, Buck? By note, Mr. Neb. Uh Uh-huh. How many notes are there on your piano? Fifteen on ours. We pay one every month. (laughs) 
If you're a wife or a mother, take a good look at your men folk. Do you notice signs of nervousness, circles under the eyes, worry and overwork? Do they complain of sleep being interrupted, nervousness, or rheumatic pains? These symptoms may be caused by excess acid. When well, there's nothing organically or systemically wrong, the medicine calls Systex. C-Y-S-T-E-X usually goes to work right now, helping nature clear away excess acids and poisons. You must discover Systex to be a quick and easy way to help remove excess acids through the blood, or your money back is guaranteed on return of the empty package. Get Systex, C-Y-S-T-E-X, and take it as directed with a glass of water after each meal. See how much better you feel tomorrow. And now, back to the nets. Oh, Buck, uh, how are we doing with the radio? Well, right now I gotta check your terminals. And you had the tuning condenser where the dynamic speaker ought to be. Is that so? Well, I guess I'm getting nearsighted. We'll have that ball game tune in in a few minutes, Mr. Neb. But that was a darling hat your mother was wearing last week. Do you happen to know where she got it? No, Mrs. Neb. But Dad said wherever she got it, she should give it back to them. <laughs> now, Fanny, don't interrupt. I'll have to change the tubes around a bit differently from the way you had them, Mr. Neb. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised, Buck, if you became a great inventor, like Mr. Edison. Fanny, will you please be quiet? Well, Mr. Edison was pretty good, all right. Hold this, will you, Mr. Neb? Didn't Edison invent the first talking machine? No, Fanny, not the first one, but he did invent one that could be shut off. <laughs> Fanny, answer the phone, will you? And find out what the score is. Hello? Yes, dear. Oh, just a moment. It's Junior Buck. He wants to talk to you. Oh, gee, thanks. Excuse me a minute. Now tell him to make it snappy, Buck. Hello? Junior? Hey, Buck, how'd you like to come over to Donna's house for a while? Well, jeepers, Junior, you've got Donna. What do you need me for? Well, I don't exactly need you, but Donna's got a girlfriend. Ah, but, Junior, I wanted to listen to the ball game. Well, I just found out there's something more fun than baseball. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh, it couldn't be. Besides, right now I'm fixing your dad's radio. Tell him to hang up, Buck. Your father says to hang up, Junior. Oh, come on over, Buck. Donna's serving ice cream. Okay, you talk me into it. Goodbye, Junior. Come on, Buck. We're losing time. That series game won't wait. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Neb, but I gotta go over to Donna's house and do Junior a favor. Why, you can go off and leave my radio in this condition. We'll have it working in just a few minutes. But, Mr. Neb, you said you'd take over when I got tired. And I think I'm tired right now. <laughs> You're tired. Yeah, I think I need some refreshments. I'll see you later, Mr. Neb. Goodbye. Well, how do you like that? Here I sit in the middle of the floor, in the middle of a country that has the finest communications in the world. We got telephones, television, teletype, and I can't tell what's happening between the tigers and the cubs. <laughs> oh, well, stop fuming and get busy or you'll never get that radio fixed. Yeah, they call this a free country with free speech. Everybody's supposed to know what's going on. I pay my taxes, don't I? But do I know the score? It seems like we mentioned that before. I'm talking about the ball game, Fanny, and I'm thinking about... Oh. Come in. Fanny, why do you always tell everybody to come in when you don't know who's at the door? If it wasn't Sunday, I might be working here in my undershirt. <laughs> well, come in, Obi. Rudy, it's Obi Slider. Oh. Hello, Fanny. What's Owl Eyes doing? Come in and sit down, short change. Do you know anything about a radio? Well, I know enough about one to let it alone. What's the trouble? Uh, Rudy found a loose connection. Well, I knew he had one. <laughs> Never thought he'd find it. 
No wonder those correspondence courses Rudy took years ago didn't do him any good. Uh, Fanny, don't pay any attention to that waddling old gander. Correspondence courses? Oh, B, has Rudy been holding out something on me? No. No, but he thought the correspondence schools were holding out on him. Oh. Oh, I'll never forget the letter he wrote when he graduated. Obie, Obie, will you please be quiet? He wrote, Dear Sir, I've taken all your courses. Now, where's the brains you promised me? <laughs> well, you antiquated angleworm, if you're so brainy, why don't you get down here and help me before the ball game's over? It's probably about the last half of the seventh inning by now. Last half of the seventh? Yeah. Well, time to stretch. I don't know why I'm always so tired on Sunday, unless it's from wading through them big Sunday papers. You're tired. How about me? This afternoon I've lost ten pounds, three screwdrivers, and most of my interest in the ball game. Uh, where's Junior? Was he smart enough to go someplace else to listen to the game? Junior heard the call of the wild. He went over to Donna's. Oh. Well, look, nothing, Ball. Uh, if you're so anxious to hear the World Series, why don't we go over to my house? Huh? We can hear the finish from there. Why, well, Obi, why, well, why didn't you think of that before? Yeah, Fanny, do you like to come along? No, thank you, Rudy. I'd rather take a nap. Well, let's go, Rudy. There's nobody at my house but my good wife, Hepsy. <laughs> in anybody's house, Obie, your good wife, Hepsy, would be quite enough. Well, we can listen to the game nice and quiet here, Rudy. Oh, sounds like Hepsy's already got the radio warmed up. Ah. Sounds like he might be on fire. I guess Hepsi's out in the kitchen. Must be why it's turned on so loud. Uh, just sit down, Rudy. I'll switch the ball game. We have a wonderful recipe sent in by Mrs. Fred Howard of Baltimore, Maryland, for Veronica Lake pea soup. <laughs> in case you're wondering why we call it Veronica Lake pea soup, it's because we use one-eyed peas. <laughs> oh, for Pete's sake, Obi, hurry up and get the game. Well, I thought at first that I had it, and the umpire was in the soup. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, that was one of the most terrific drives ever smacked off a bat in this man's ballpark. With the bases loaded... Obadiah! Oh, hello, Hepsi. What's the big idea? Well, were you speaking to me? I was not. I was yelling at you. <laughs> Good afternoon, Hepsi. Oh, howdy, Rudy. Obadiah, what did you turn the opera off for? Well, uh, Rudy and I wanted to listen to the World Series baseball game. Did you get it? Yep, we got it when you... Well, uh... what did you have when you got it? Well, honey bun, we had the bases loaded and... What were they loaded with? We never found out. <laughs> we don't know if they were the Cubs or the Tigers. Cubs or Tigers? And take Obadiah, when did they start broadcasting circuses? Pepsi, Pepsi, you don't understand. Greenberg picked on a cripple, he knocked it out of the park, and he drove three tigers home ahead of him. What is he, an animal trainer? Pepsi, <laughs> no, that isn't the idea. We're talking about a ball game that's being played right this minute in Chicago. Then why don't they play ball and leave those poor animals alone? Let's go, Rudy, before she writes to the Humane Society. Oh, no. You two can just sit there and listen to something good. I'll get that up again. I'm going back to the kitchen. I'm baking a pie. Well, take your time, Hepsy, I hope. I'll be back to visit Rudy. Uh, don't hurry, Hepsy. Hey, look, Rudy, can you sing? Well, sometimes I do a little harmonizing in Herb's Barbershop. Well, then I'll switch the radio back to the ball game and get the score while you sing like this here opera, heaven forbid. Well, I, I guess that's better than missing the game entirely. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> Well, it looks like there's an argument down there on the field. Yes, the infield has come into the plate to talk it over with the umpire, so we'll take the time to recapitulate the score inning by inning. Start singing, will you? Unhole that tiger! Unhole that tiger! Unhole that tiger! Obadiah! Obadiah! 
What in tarnation are you doing with that radio? Uh, static, Pepsi. Yeah, Awful lot of like static. A, looks like a thunderstorm's coming up. And not far off, either. Obadiah, get away from that radio. Now, Pepsi, all we want to do is find out the score. Rudy went and broke his radio. Well, if you two don't get out of here, I'm going to break this one. Now, Pepsi, before you do anything rash, I want you to get one thing straight. And what's that, Obadiah? Rudy and I... We're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Are you one of the thousands of people who don't drink enough water? If so, here's a health tip. Drink a glass of cool, pure water after every meal. At the same time, take two tasteless, sugar-coated little tablets of Systex. The Systex you see goes right along with the water and helps nature clear away excess acid, which, if too concentrated and allowed to accumulate, may cause rheumatic pains, loss of energy, make you nervous, and what is of prime importance may interrupt your sleep. So if you feel tired, run down, and old before your time... Why don't you try taking Systex? C-Y-S-T-E-X with a full glass of water after each meal. When there's no organic or systemic cause, Systex usually goes to work right now, helping nature eliminate excess acids and poisons through the bloodstream. And this aid to nature in filtering and cleansing the blood may bring more restful sleep, a quick increase in vitality, help to make rheumatic pain subside, actually make you look and feel years younger. This much is certain. Systex must satisfy you in every way, do far more for you than you expect. Or you simply return the empty package and your money back is guaranteed. So get money back, guaranteed Systex. C-Y-S-T-E-X from your druggist today. Take it with a glass of water after each meal. See how quickly it puts you on the road to feeling like new again. Now back to our story with Gene Lockhart and Kathleen Lockhart as Rudy and Fanny Neb. Well, Rudy, you and Obie came back in a hurry. Is the ball game over? How in the world would I know? Hello, Fanny. Uh, looks like I'm going to have to help Rudy fix his radio. My goodness, what happened? Well, Hepsi wanted to listen to the opera. And just when Greenberg was about to hit a homer. Well, I don't blame her. Opera is much better than listening to somebody hitting poor Homer. Oh. <laughs> You're all alike. Come on, Obie. If we work fast, there's still time to reassemble this radio and pick up the last part of the game. Well, right now, I must say, the game is sure spread all over the floor. <laughs> oh, there goes that bell again. Maybe it's somebody who knows the score. Coming. Well, it's her. Uh, howdy, folks, howdy. How come you're not at the barbershop, Herbie? Can't see why I should be at the barbershop. Can't see why. It's Sunday. Or what day is it? Well, that's, that's, uh, that's right. I forgot. Herb, what's the score? Score? Uh, what score? Oh, the score, yes. Uh, what's that? The score of the baseball game. Oh, the baseball game. Never listened to baseball games. Always got my ear to the ground, though. Uh, sounds like you got it in the mud. <laughs> Herb, don't you know the Chicago Cubs and the Detroit Tigers are deciding who's to be the world's champion? Can't say as I do. No, can't say. Thought Joe Lewis was world's champion. <laughs> Herb, I think you keep up with sports just about like I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Up with one last night. <laughs> sure, you <he> are. <was. laughs> 
Rather go to bed, though. Oh, you don't have to. You're asleep right now. We're trying to fix the radio so we can find out how the game's going. Oh, yeah. Wish it said so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wish you had. Might have had it all fixed while you were, um, yeah. Uh, no, don't think it would. No, sure. <laughs> do, do you know how to fix a radio? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, so, just so. Well, let me see, Rudy. How's that dude you got working? You got right there. It doesn't. That gadget Obie's putting put on there is too tight for the thingamabob. Besides, Herb, that she bang under the doodiddle squeak. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, better twist round, twist round. Yeah, how's that? Yeah, fine, just fine. Don't think it did any good. Hey, <laughs> we'll have this radio working in no time. What'll I do now, Herbie? Oh, well, let me see now. Let me see. Had it right on the tip of tongue, right on the tip. Of it, and it fell off though. No. <laughs> That's a screwdriver you got in your mouth. Right? Oh, yes, yes. Just what I wanted, eh? Yeah, yeah. Obey, hold the screwdriver. Yeah, you got it. Uh, Rudy, you uh, get the chisel and hammer. That's your thing, Herb. Yeah, I guess so. Now you knock off that little doodle ear. No good anyway. This gadget here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, here goes. Hey, we got the darn thing together. Ah, uh, now we'll find out what the score is. Ladies and gentlemen, what to play? It works. My golly, it works. Out into deep left. And well, maybe if I turn this thing half. No, no, let it alone. It's working fine. Hey! Well, well, Chibasta, what's that sticking out of your mouth, Rudy? Two more loudspeakers. <laughs> <laughs> What did you do to her? Did you give him a hot foot? No, Junior, I didn't, but I'd like to after what he did to our radio. But have you, by any chance, heard anything about the ball game? Who's pitching now? Well, Donna and I have been pitching a little woo, if that's what you... No, no, the ball game. How's it going? I don't know, Dad. How is it going? Go on, Rudy. Tell him. How's it going? If I knew, I wouldn't be asking. You can look at my radio and tell I don't know anything. Never a truer word spoken. <laughs> oh, Mr. Neb, that's awful. Oh, Buck, come and look at Mr. Neb's radio. Jeepers, Mr. Neb, haven't you made any progress with that radio at oh, all? Oh, Buck, come on and help us put this thing together. If ever there was a time you were needed, it's now. And that's what Buck's afraid of, Pop. Yes, Mr. Neb. Why, we left my ice cream party because Buck's conscience was hurting him for leaving you alone with the radio. Oh, it wasn't my conscience. It was my stomach. <laughs> Buck, Buck, I'll make you a proposition. You fix this radio so I can hear whatever's left of the game and name your price. Money's no object. Will you make it enough so it will be an object? I'll give you a dollar. Cheapskate. Obi, you be quiet. Oh, but Rudy, give Buck a chance to figure whether he wants to contract for the whole job or do it piecework. Well, it'll cost you more than a dollar if I charge by the piece. Well, I'm in a hurry. I'll give you three dollars. Three and a half. Four dollars. We'll make it five. Five it is. <laughs> I'll be very happy to fix it for five dollars, Mr. Neb. All right. Hey... How did the price get up so fast? I was bidding against you, owl <laughs> Obi, how I ever picked you for a business partner, I'll never know. Well, don't pat yourself on the back for that. It was my idea. Now, Buck, get busy. Obi and I'll help. We'll all help. Oh, you don't have to, Mr. Nib. Five dollars is all the help I'll need. But, Pop, Buck and I want to play catch, don't we, Buck? Well, Junior, you see... Well, Junior, please don't talk to Buck. Never bother a man when he's busy. Uh, uh, get busy, Buck. I'm busy, Mr. Nib. Gee, Pop, Buck and I have to play catch today on account of tomorrow is school, and I can't take my new glove to school on account of Mickey Dooley won't let me play with him. He won't let you play with your own baseball glove? No. He takes it away from me, or else there's a fight. Junior Ned, you stand up for your rights. Oh, he does, Donna, until Mickey knocks him down. <laughs> Junior, 
What's Mickey got that you haven't got? Well, left hook. Oh. <laughs> Why, Junior, when I was your age, I could lick any fellow twice my size. Yes, sir. In my neighborhood, I was kingpin. Mm, from kingpin to pinhead in one easy lesson. <laughs> Well, come on, Rudy. Let's get out of here and let Buck and Junior fix the radio. To think that right now Hank Greenberg may be blasting that old horse hide all over Chicago. Rudy, why all this sudden interest in baseball? What do you mean, sudden interest? Baseball's the great American pastime, isn't it? Why, I was weaned on baseball. I cut my teeth on horse hide. Are you sure it was horse hide? What do you mean, was it horse hide? Oh, nothing. Only you braze so much. <laughs> uh, how's that radio coming, Buck? Okay. Rudy, I'll bet you couldn't hit a baseball with a canoe paddle if the ball was the canoe and you were sitting in it. Is that so? Yes, that's so. Ah, Junior, give me your glove and ball. All right, Pop. Catch. Uh-oh. See, Rudy, what to tell you? Well, I didn't have my glasses on. Come on, Obi. While Buck's fixing the radio, you step outside with me and I'll show you some big league stuff. Okay, Greenberg. Oh, Pop, can I come out and play, too? Now, Junior, you either help Buck entertain Donna or study your homework for school tomorrow. That's right, Junior. Rudy wants you to be smart so she'll make a good impression on that pretty teacher you got. You mean Miss Whitaker? That's the one. Oh! Obi, Obi, hush up. Oh, that Miss Whitaker is the only woman I've ever seen who can make a pair of false eyelashes look honest. Obi, let's go outside and play ball. Coming, Father. But that Miss Whitaker. Oh, jeepers, I'm glad they've gone. Now maybe we can get this radio fixed. I don't think Mr. Slider makes a very interesting wolf. Do you? No, his howl has a crack in it. You shouldn't say that, Junior. Unless you're jealous, of course. Me? Jealous? Now, Donna, don't get the wrong impression. Anyway, Miss Whitaker is practically an old maid. Why, she must be 22. Why, some girls can be very attractive at 22. With the right makeup and false eyelashes like Miss Whitaker's. Well, gosh, maybe she can't help it. Maybe she's got bald eyelids. <laughs> Listen, kids, how about helping me concentrate on fixing this radio? Sure. Anyway, Donna, I'm practically not at all interested in Miss Whitaker simply because she happens to be my teacher, am I, Buck? Junior Ned, how long do you intend to remain in the 10th grade? I think that depends on how long Miss Whitaker intends teaching it. <laughs> Buck, you just be good enough to concentrate on that radio. You're getting $5 for fixing it. So everybody's happy. I'll have $5 and you'll have a date with Donna. Not if he stays in the 10th grade. Oh, I'm tired. Rudy, why don't you get Junior out here to pitch to you? Junior's pitching inside. Come on, Obi. We haven't done anything since we came out here but sit in the shade. Well, I'm the reminiscing type. Got nothing left but memories. I'm getting too old to remember them. <laughs> Come on out here. Okay. Ah, <laughs> boy. Feels good to put on a baseball glove again, eh? Hubba, hubba, hubba. You ought to wear a baseball glove all the time, Rudy. You got nothing but thumbs. Ah. Now, listen, half pint. You just wind up and shoot the ball to me. Okay. Here she comes. <clears throat> that, that one slipped through. Hey, why don't you throw the glove away and get a bucket? Come on and play ball. Come on, throw me another one. All right, you ask for it. Here's the curve, high and on the outside. Ow! You threw a bean ball. Make a note to get a suit of armor. Where, where did that ball go? Well, you can't find it while you're counting stars. All right, Obie Slider. I'd just like to see you do that again. It'll be a pleasure. Oh, Mr. Nance. Oh, Mr. 
Hey, Pop, can I catch a few now? Stand back, Junior. I haven't got the kinks out yet. Hey, Mr. Neb, you wanted to get the... Now, kids, you've got all week to play ball. It looks like Obie and I could take over for just one afternoon. Well, I've had enough, Rudy. Let them play. Let them play, he says. Why, Obie, you remember the fellows who perfected that famous triple play, Tinker to Evers to Chance? I don't know anything about Stinky or if he ever took a chance. <laughs> Mr. Neb, Mr. Uh, you said you wanted to... Well, listen. they never would have been famous if they hadn't practiced, would they? Play ball. But, Pop... Quiet, Junior. You just sit down there and warm the bait. Mr. Nim, you've got to listen. What's the matter, Buck? Can't you fix that darn radio? Well, that's what Buck's been trying to tell you, Mr. Huh? Nim. The radio's fixed, and you can get the World Series. Well, why didn't you say so? Move over, Nim. You're blocking the traffic. I've waited all day for this moment. Here, here now. I'll turn it on. And that, ladies and gentlemen, winds up our World Series broadcast for today. And then we'll be back in just a moment. Faith and hope are two important characteristics necessary to health, happiness, and success. Without hope, we lack the courage to try. Without faith, we give up too soon. So if you feel tired, nervous, run down, worn out, older than your years, if you suffer from rheumatic pains or if your sleep is frequently disturbed without organic or systemic cause, I firmly believe that you have a great deal to gain by pinning your faith and hope on Systex. C-Y-S-T-E-X. You see, Systex is a doctor's formula designed to aid nature in clearing away excess acids and accumulated body poisons which may be the unsuspected cause of a wide variety of pains, aches, physical discomfort, and lack of energy. Thousands of men and women in the United States and throughout the world who were tired and discouraged are now finding new joy in living simply because they had hope and tried Systex. This much is certain. Systex must help you quickly and surely, must prove worth far more than the small cost, or you simply return the empty package and your money back is guaranteed. So get money back, guaranteed Systex, from your druggist today. Take it exactly as directed with a glass of water after each meal. See how quickly it puts you on the road to feeling like new again. And now, here are the nets. Rudy, are you still fooling with that radio? I thought Buck fixed it. He did, Fanny, and it cost me $5. Oh, well, stop brooding over it. Well, it isn't the $5. It's just that I've lost confidence in this radio. What a strange thing to say. Oh, I always thought a man's radio was like his dog, a companion to him, always right there, the snap of a switch wagging its air. You know? I see what you mean, Rudy, but please stop brooding. When a man hasn't a friend in the world, when nobody ever speaks to him, his radio will talk. Talk, even sing to him. Oh, you're wasting an awful lot of sentiment on that radio. Not anymore, Fanny. I'm disillusioned. This thing let me down today at an important time, like the World Series. All right, Rudy. You can have your new radio, and I'll wait for my washing machine. Why, uh, thanks, Fanny. Well, after all, a washing machine is nothing but a tub and a washboard with a motor on it. But, Rudy, I'm tired of being the motor. <laughs> Join us next Sunday, same time, when Systex again presents Gene Lockhart and Kathleen Lockhart as the next. If you'd like to attend one of these broadcasts and meet Gene and Kathleen Lockhart in person, like to radio station KHK Los Angeles 38 for tickets. Never created by Saul Hess and are supervised for radio by the Bears. 
This is Tom Dixon saying goodbye for Sistang. Read the nebs every day in the Los Angeles Examiner. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sistax presents The Neb, starring Gene Lockhart and Kathleen Lockhart as Rudy and Fanny Neb. <laughs> the Neb, straight from America's famous comic strip, with Junior, Obie Slider, and all the others you've laughed and adventured with for 22 years. Well, it's a crisp October Saturday morning, and the Neb household is bustling with activity. Fanny Neb is going briskly about her housework while husband Rudy bubbles with sparkling vim, vigor, and vitality. Rudy, you sound like a tired breeze blowing through a bass horn. Uh, Would you mind going someplace else while I clean this room? Fanny, I'm just relaxing a little until it's time to go to the office. There isn't anything you'd like me to do before I leave, is there? Well... Uh, No, I didn't think so. Yes. You might empty the ashtrays. Burn the rubbish and scrub the kitchen floor. Why, of course, my dear. I'll have Junior take care of it this afternoon. Oh, thank you, dear. But I'll have it done by that time, in spite of the fact that I must wash the dishes and do the laundry and make the beds and clean the house. Mm. Well... Mm, A woman's work is never done. The trouble with you housewives is, my dear, you don't organize your work. Now, we men... Oh, you men. (laughs) Half your work is just talk. Huh? You dictate letters, hold conferences. Uh, come in. Ha-ha, <laughs> I beat you to it that time. <laughs> oh, why, Toby Slider. Good morning, Fanny. Hello there, lame brain. Well, good morning, uh, wrinkle puss. What's going on around here this morning? Oh, the usual routine, Obi. Housework and more housework. Yeah, I suppose Rudy's helping as usual with a mouthful of conversation. Well, Fanny's a little tired this morning, Obi, but she always insists on doing all the housework at once, just making a mountain out of a molehill. Well, if it wasn't for Hank, Fanny, a molehill is just what this joint would look like. Thank you, Obi. I was just telling Rudy you men have it pretty easy with the domestic help helps is scarce now. A woman's work boils down to just plain drudgery. Well, Fanny, maybe you do need a little rest. Now, why don't you take a vacation? Go spend a few days with our daughter, Betsy. Junior can, uh, uh, Junior and I can uh, manage here at home. Oh, no. I remember too well what happened the last time I went to Betsy. I'll bet when you got home, you sure had a surprise. Oh, she certainly did. Two new sets of dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Then I got another surprise. 
that left them all for me to wash. Oh, well, the next time we'll use paper plates. <laughs> Why, Obi? Rudy didn't even bother to send out the laundry. And when I got home, the house was a mess. There wasn't a single clean sheet or a pillow slip. That's right, Fanny. I came over while you were gone, and the only cover on Rudy's bed was two layers of cobwebs. Well, <laughs> after all, I had my own work to do. A man can't run his business, keep house and cook meals at the same time. Uh, what's a wife for, anyway? Ooh, to jitterbug with and take out to dinner. Well, I do take my wife out to dinner. Why, every Saturday I say to Fanny... Fanny, let's go to the Orc, come on in, and get their warmed-over merchant's lunch. <laughs> well... <laughs> uh, that, that dollar steak dinner isn't so bad if your dentures can take a beating, Rudy. Now, listen, you two, I'm not that bad. Oh, Rudy's I... all right, Obie. He just hasn't any conception of the work involved in running a home. I still think a wife's job is bigger than her husband. But, Fanny, it's all a matter of organization. Organization and executive ability. You ought to run this house just like I run my business. Hey, what do you want to do, Rudy? Break up housekeeping? Why, <laughs> taking care of a house is what I'd call a dream job. Rudy, there's more to it than taking a nap on the sofa. You know, Rudy... Years ago, my wife got me interested in housework. Hmm? How'd you ever do that, Obi? With a rolling pin. <laughs> Why the way you people talk? I'll bet I could do Fanny's work in one half the time it takes her to do it. I'd certainly like to see you try. Why don't you swap jobs with her for a day, Rudy? Oh, be that silly. Fanny couldn't handle my job. Well, I'll bet you couldn't handle hers either. <laughs> Furthermore, I'll bet you're afraid to try, you coward. I'm afraid to try? I am not. Oh, now, Rudy. You know you couldn't trade jobs with me. You can't handle my work. Why, of course he can't. That'd take somebody intelligent. I can, too, handle it. Bet you can. I can. You can. I can. You won't. I will. When? Right now. Okay, Rudy, that's a bet. <laughs> oh, Obi, that's silly. Don't try to talk him into it. Sister, he's in. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. All right, dear, if you'd like to back out. Yeah, that's right, Rudy. Crawfish. I will not. I never back out of anything. I'll say not. You plunge in head first. <laughs> You bet I'll plunge in, and I'll show you two how things ought to be done around this house. I'll give Fanny a lesson in business administration she'll never forget. You're not kidding, flea brain. Well, Rudy, you're asking for it. He's got it. If you're going to take over his job, Fanny, you want to ride down to the office with me? Thanks, Obi. That's a good idea. Now, Obi, Fanny can't make any business decisions. Why, she's... Don't you worry about me. You take care of the house. Oh, yes, and there's that checkered gingham apron with the frilly sleeves you can put on. Huh? <laughs> oh, boy, would I like to see that. Rudy in a gingham apron with a feather duster for a corsage. Rudy Nip, queen for a day. <laughs> We'll leave our queen for a day for just a moment. In the meantime... Here's a health question for every home. Does anyone in your family feel below par, look run down and haggard? The cause may be excess acids and poisons which should be removed through the bloodstream. These excess acids and poisons may cause circles under your eyes, rheumatic pains in muscles and joints, interrupt your sleep, make you feel nervous, run down and old before your time. When there is nothing organically or systemically wrong, the medicine called Cystex, C-Y-S-T-E-X, usually goes to work right now, helping nature clear away excess acids and poisons through the bloodstream. Stimulating this natural cleansing and purifying action may easily bring you new energy, vitality, and better sleep. 
You must discover Cystex to be a quick and easy way to help eliminate excess acids through the bloodstream and gain more youthful vitality, or your money back is guaranteed on return of the empty package. So get Cystex, C-Y-S-T-E-X, from your druggist today and take as directed with a glass of water after each meal. See how much better you feel tomorrow. Now, back to the Nebs. Well, Obie, I'll have to admit Rudy's office work is less familiar to me than my housework is to him. I suppose you'd better tell me what his duties are. Fanny, do you want the plain truth, or can I varnish it up a little? <laughs> now, Obie, just what does Rudy do at this time every morning? Well, let me see. We usually run out for a cup of coffee. <laughs> but I don't want any coffee. Well, how about a Coke? No, thanks. Let's get on with the work to be done. Rudy's going to do my housework. I've got to be fair and do his work here. Now, where do we start? Fanny, you don't want to prop your feet up on the desk, do you? Oh, <laughs> you men, I don't see how you ever run a business. Well, to tell the truth, it runs us, mostly. We have our clerks and stenographers and such, but all we do is supervise. Supervise? Huh? We didn't get here until ten o'clock. Why, I bet you and Rudy don't even know what time the employees come to work. No, they're always in when we get here. <laughs> I see. <gasps> now look at Rudy's desk. Mm, I've never seen anything as untidy in my whole life. A mountain of circulars. Ads and memorandums all piled in a heap. Well, what does he use for them? To hide behind when he's in conference with a siesta. <laughs> well, I'm going to file them. Do you know where to file it? Sure. In the wastebasket. There. Now we can see the desk. Yeah. Nice, rich soil, ain't it? <laughs> now, I think I'll clean all these papers out of the pigeonhole. Well, I'd be careful if I were you, Fanny. The last time Rudy did that, a pigeon flew out. <laughs> I don't know who's taking the worst beating today, me or this rug. The only way to properly vacuum a rug is to move all the furniture out of the room. Well, the ashtrays anyway. Oh. Come in. Oh, good morning, Rudy. Oh, hello, Sylvia. Oh, my goodness. What are you doing with that vacuum cleaner? I'm just rearranging the dust. Oh, and putting, and putting broken glass in its place? What a quaint idea. Where's Fanny? Fanny went to my office. But really, what for? Because I do. Oh, but Rudy, why are you cleaning house? Because she does. Oh, this is the most priceless thing anybody's ever heard of. And I'll bet nobody's heard about it yet. Now, Sylvia, I'll thank you not to go around town telling people I'm doing the housework. I'm only doing this to prove a point. Oh, but Rudy, how are you going to prove anything without witnesses? Well, don't worry. I'll gladly testify. <laughs> oh, dear, I do wish Fanny were here, but I guess you'll have to do. Have you uh, <clears throat> heard the latest? How could I? I haven't seen you for a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me take a deep breath. Uh, now, now, wait a minute, Sylvia. I haven't time to hear about somebody who's in more trouble than I am. I've got beds to make, dishes to wash, and... Really? 
Imagine Rudy Neb with dishpan hands. <laughs> now, you should talk. You're a tattletale, and you're getting gray. Besides, I've a system for doing dishes. It's funny some clever housewife hasn't thought of it before. Well, what is it, Rudy? Something I could pass along? Any woman would be happy to know of an easy way to keep things clean. Mm, well, you could help them a lot by not talking so much. Oh, Rudy, go ahead. What is your system of doing the dishes? Why, it's the simplest thing in the world. Haven't you ever heard of a washing machine? A washing machine? Why, of course. Mrs. Twilly tried that once with a beautiful set of china. She profited by it, too. Mm, what happened? Right away, she was in the chips. <laughs> Sylvia, that is not funny. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, well, you'll have to pardon me now. I've got to get to the dishes. I'll have them done in no time if Junior ever gets home. Well, Rudy, I don't want to keep you from Fanny's work, but uh, I wonder if you've heard about Sophronia Pringle. Hmm? Well, uh, all I know is that she was in financial difficulties a while back. Yes, indeed. Not more than a year ago, the wolf was at her door. Do tell. Uh, what happened? Last week, he moved right into the house with her. Mm. <laughs> they got married. <laughs> His father, you know, was the minister. Mm. Of course, it probably won't last, though. No? Uh, why not? Well, Sophronia's father's a lawyer, see? <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, that may not happen. I always say, all's well that ends well, unfortunately. Yes, and... Oh, <laughs> why, here comes Fanny. Oh, hello, Sylvia. Oh, hello, Fanny, darling. I've just been having the grandest chat with Rudy. Well, I don't know whether Sylvia's been chatting with me or at me. Uh, how's things at the office, Fanny? I didn't think you'd last very long. Oh, I think I've done enough for today. Besides, you always stop work at noon on Saturdays. My goodness, Fanny. You're becoming a regular career woman. Don't you find it difficult to mix marriage with a career? Oh, I don't know. Some people have done it five or six times. Oh, well, I really must be going. Oh, don't hurry, Sylvia. I really must, my dear. Don't forget to have Rudy tell you what I told him. I'll see how it sounds when I hear it from somebody else tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, that's Sylvia. Boy, am I glad she's gone. Why, if it hadn't been for her, I'd have had all the housework finished by now. Oh, now, Rudy, you seem to be enjoying her visit when I came in. But, Fanny, what she told me. Sylvia said Never that... mind, you old gossip. Have you done the dishes? Well, not yet. Made uh, the bed? No, but Put the, the laundry into soap? No, I... Then all uh... you've done is break an ashtray. Uh, uh, well, yes. Rudy, I usually have all the work done by this time of the day. But, Fanny, you know the routine. I thought you were going to organize things around here. I expected to come home and find some brand new system installed. System? Why, you've got all kinds of systems and conveniences here. Well, you've got vacuum cleaners, electric mixers and unmixers, all kinds of appliances to help you out. Well, don't you have help at the office? Stenographers? Clerks? Clerks and stenographers are different. I'll say they are. They never need new spare parts. <laughs> <laughs> Are you one of the thousands of people who don't drink enough water? If so, here's a health tip. Drink a glass of cool, pure water after every meal. At the same time, take two tasteless, sugar-coated little tablets of Cystex. The Cystex, you see, goes right along with the water and helps nature clear away excess acids, which, if too concentrated and if allowed to accumulate, may cause rheumatic pains, loss of energy, make you nervous, and what is of prime importance may interrupt your sleep. So if you feel tired, run down, and old before your time, why don't you try taking Cystex? C-Y-S-T-E-X with a full glass of water after each meal. 
When there is no organic or systemic cause, Cystex usually goes to work right now, helping nature eliminate excess acids and poisons through the bloodstream. And this aid to nature in filtering and cleansing the blood may bring more restful sleep, a quick increase in vitality, help to make rheumatic pain subside, actually make you look and feel years younger. This much is certain. Cystex must satisfy you in every way, do far more for you than you expect, or you simply return the empty package and your money back is guaranteed. So get money back guaranteed Cystex. C-Y-S-T-E-X from your druggist today. Take it with a glass of water after each meal. See how quickly it puts you on the road to feeling like new again. And now back to the Neb, starring Gene Lockhart and Kathleen Lockhart as Rudy and Fanny Neb. Come on in, Buck. I'll be very happy to, Junior. It's raining outside. Oh, hello, Buck. Good afternoon, Mrs. Neb. Junior, I thought you and Buck were going over to Donna's house. Oh, we left Donna's, Mom. She may be over later. Junior didn't like somebody who was there. Really? Who was there? Oh, just Donna and the whole first-string football team. <laughs> Where's Pop, Mom? Your father's scrambling around in the laundry tubs. What's the matter? Is he sick? No, he decided to do my housework today. Then he is sick. <laughs> no, no, Buck. Mr. Neb is merely trying to organize housekeeping around here. Come on, Buck. This I gotta see. Gee, Pop, do you know how funny you look bending over a washboard? Uh, no, Junior, I've got too much soap in my eyes. <laughs> hey, Mr. Neb, it's raining outside. Wouldn't it be a lot easier to pile the laundry out there and pour some soap over it? Buck, my boy, nature can do a lot, but it'll never replace elbow grease. But, Pop, why don't you use some executive ability? Uh, Junior, don't mention executive ability to me. Since you seem to have one, is it okay to mention the washing machine? Oh, I put the window curtains in the washing machine, but I forgot to take the rods out. <laughs> oh. You know, you boys, you boys could be a lot of help to me if you'd care to. But, Pop, it isn't polite for people to work when they've got company. Uh, who's got company? Me, I've got Buck. And it certainly isn't polite for the company to work when they're visiting somebody. Ah, but the three of us could make a sort of a game out of this, you see. Now, look, we'll pretend that I'm a surgeon performing an operation. <laughs> Don't you wish you were, instead of doing the laundry? <laughs> well, as I was saying... I'm performing the operation, and this pair of pajamas is the patient right here on the operating table. See? You mean the washboard. Uh, uh, Junior, let's keep this professional now. Now, this is an emergency, and you're my assistant, and I'm asking you for the instruments, huh? Okay. Now, rubber gloves. Rubber gloves. Soap. Soap. Bleach. Bleach. Hey, the patient's bleeding. That's my knuckles. <laughs> there, you see... I didn't see you use a scalpel. There wasn't any scalpel. Well, how come there's a hole in the pajamas? <laughs> That's from an old operation. Now, now look, boys. Now you take the patient away and bring on another one. Now, Junior, this time you be the surgeon. Oh, Pop. I'll just hold the anesthetic. Well, that's kid stuff. Oh, what do you mean, kid stuff? Why, Junior, this is the kind of work that builds big muscles. Well, and why doesn't Mom have big muscles? Uh, now, women aren't supposed to have them. It wouldn't be ladylike. 
With men, my boy, it's different. Here, Buck, feel my bicep. Yes, sir. Ah, what does that remind you of? A soft-boiled egg? <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I may have softened up a bit. You should do more scrubbing. Uh, uh, Junior, I've got to get over to Herb's Barbershop this afternoon for a shave and a haircut. Oh, you'll have time to get the rest of the laundry out. It's, it's early yet. Yes, and it's never too early to do things, Junior. Now, I'll give you and Buck each a dollar if you'll finish this and wash the dishes. Oh, Pop. No, 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 just you go right ahead. I'll sneak out the back way so as not to disturb your mother. I think the office was much too much for her today. Uh, see you later. Junior, if we stick around here, we're going to be handpecked too. <laughs> Nope, ain't no use, though. You already done that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Herb, what a day. Uh, I want a shave and a haircut, Herb. And have you got anything good for ch- uh, ch- uh, red hands? Yeah, red hands, yes, red hands. Yup, yup, got just the thing, Rudy. No good for chapped hands, though. Use it for itchy feet. Uh, your feet itchy, Rudy? I certainly not. But, Herb, just look at my hands. Did you ever see anything so red? Yup, yeah, my uncle's nose. Yup. <laughs> Yeah, finally had to wear dark glasses, eh? Yeah, dark glasses on account of the glare. Done better with a lampshade on his nose, though. <laughs> uh, tell me, what makes your hands red? I've had them in soapy water. Herb, let me give you some good advice. Just in case you ever get married, you're going to find the... Oh, yeah, yeah, fine institution. Fine institution, marriage. Wonderful thing for married people. Yep, yep. Man and wife shouldn't be without it. Of course, uh, <laughs> it's no good for me, though. I ain't married. <clears throat> well, in case you ever do get married, Herb, let me uh, tell yes, you... Yes, had a sad experience along that line once. Yeah, might sad. I was two-thirds married. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful girl, fine head on her shoulders. Nothing in it, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you mean, uh, two-thirds married? Uh, well, you see, the girl was there, and the preacher was there. <laughs> I never showed up, though. <laughs> why, Herb, what happened? Oh, alarm clock didn't go off. Don't know why it should have, though. Didn't set it. <laughs> Might have, though, if I owned one. Well, there's no use my giving you advice. No, no, no. Don't mind taking advice, Rudy. Fine thing, advice. Uh, just leave it along with the tip. <laughs> uh, what'd you come in for, Rudy? Well, I told you I wanted a shave and a haircut, and I'll make it snap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shave and a haircut. Oh, yeah, shave and a haircut. <laughs> you know, everybody comes in here wants shave and a haircut. Funny thing, uh, uh, must be because it's a barbershop. Well, now, hurry up, Herb. I've got to get back home and finish my work and stop sticking my neck out. Yeah, stick it out a little more if you want to, Rudy. Yeah. Hair grows pretty low on your neck. Yeah. You know, I knew a fellow once that stuck his neck out. Almost pulled it back in, though. <laughs> he was a turtle. <laughs> Junior! Junior, where's your father? Oh, he had to go over to Herb's for a shave and a haircut. He wanted to get rid of his five o'clock shadow. Oh, so his genius for organization inspired him to enlist your aid and Buck's. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't enlist. We were drafted. <laughs> we didn't want to disturb you, Mom. Pop said you'd had a hard day at the office. Oh, I had a perfectly marvelous time at the office. Now, you boys run along, and I'll finish the dishes. 
Gee, Mom, people like you sure don't grow on trees. Yeah, but from the number of them, you'd think these dishes did. Hmm. Well, I'm doing my own and Mr. Ned's jobs for today. But I'll have to draw the line at getting a haircut and a shave. Come on, Buck, that's Donna. Oh, jeepers, Junior, she'll wait. Oh, hello, Junior. Hi, Donna. Hello, Donna. Hi, Buck. Gee, Donna, what kind of perfume is that? Oh, isn't it heavenly? It's called Bride Secret. What's so secret about a smell like that? (laughs) Well, doesn't it thrill you? Well, it's supposed to. Oh, yeah. It gives me goose pimples, but so does Frankenstein. (laughs) Oh, Buck, stop criticizing Donna's perfume. Yeah, but last week she chose chaos, and believe me, there really was. Oh, don't mind, Buck Jr. I assure you I have uh, more important things to worry about. Mm, You mean the football team? Yeah. What happened to the Baby Beef Trust? Oh, uh, they only wanted me to autograph their new football. But jeepers, how could you autograph it with so many guys holding your hands? Oh, now, Junior, don't be so jealous. What's the matter with him, Buck? Junior's enjoying a mild form of insanity. But he isn't old enough to take treatments for it. Uh, What'd you come over for, Donna? Just to show off your new dress? Well, at least you noticed it, Buck. Do you think I look uh, sufficiently pulse-stirring? I can't tell. I've already got high blood pressure. (laughs) Donna, your dress is simply ravishing. That's what it is. Oh, I can't wait to get a little older and get into a ravishing formal myself. With tails, of course. Oh. Well, I hope you wouldn't care to be seen in a breathless creation of gossamer loveliness, as enchanting as a soft June night, which is exactly what the fashion ad said this was. Ah, they're crazy. This is October. Well, 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 well. Hello, Donna. Oh, hello, Mr. Ned. Ah, you look charming. Uh, uh... Breathtaking creation of gossamer loveliness, as enchanting as a soft June night. Oh, brother. (laughs) I see, Buck. Uh, By the way, I guess I owe you and Junior a dollar each, right? Oh, no, Pop. Mom took over. She's in the kitchen doing the dishes. Oh, she is? Well, you you young folks, excuse me. Fanny. Uh, Fanny, dear. Hello, big business executive turned domestic. Now, Fanny, I simply had to get a shave and a haircut. I'll finish the housework myself now and hand back everything to you intact, except an ashtray and that darn washing machine. Oh, don't worry, Rudy. I've made the beds, hung out the laundry, and I've just this minute finished the dishes. Oh, you're a wonderful wife, Fanny. And after today, I'll never say a word about the way you run the house. Uh, I suppose running a business like mine had you a bit confused, too, didn't it? Well, I'll admit there are some of your affairs I can't handle, Rudy. I told you so. Uh, what business in particular, Fanny? Oh, that business you refer to as a good cigar. Fanny, you didn't smoke a cigar. <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, but I did all the rest of your chores at the office. Oh, I shouldn't have let you do that. I might have been called into a conference or got some important phone calls. Oh, by the way, you did have a phone call. Huh? However, I took care of it. Good heavens, I'm probably ruined. Who was it? Timmons, the tailor to better groom men, reminding you that you were going to buy a new suit. Oh, what did you do? I bought one. For myself. Oh, now, Fanny. <laughs> now, Rudy, we traded places for today. I know, but you didn't play fair. Why did you come home so early? Well, I'd rather be home than do what you'd plan to do today. I'd plan something? You probably forgot about it in your desire to show me how to run the house. Why, I don't remember. What did I plan to do today? Well, according to your memorandum pad, huh? you'd plan to go fishing, remember? Oh, why don't I attend to my own business? <laughs> Return to the NABs in just a minute. Men and women past 35 often are surprised to find they're slowing down, feeling tired out, nervous, and old before their time. 
Most of these people do not realize that the underlying cause of their troubles may be an accumulation of excess acids and poisons which would be removed through the bloodstream. They do not realize how much younger, stronger, and better they might feel by helping nature correct this condition. When there is nothing organically or systemically wrong, the medicine called Cystex, C-Y-S-T-E-X, usually goes to work right now, helping nature clear away excess acids and poisons through the blood. Stimulating this natural cleansing and purifying action may easily bring you new energy, vitality, and joy in living. So if your sleep is interrupted and you feel nervous, run down, or suffer from rheumatic pains in muscles and joints, why don't you try Cystex? You must discover Cystex to be a quick and easy way to eliminate excess acids through the bloodstream and to gain increased vitality and better and better sleep, or your money back is guaranteed on return of the empty package. So get Cystex. C-Y-S-T-E-X from your druggist today and take as directed with a glass of water after each meal. See how much better you feel tomorrow. And now, one last minute with the Nev. Well, Fanny, I've learned a lesson today. A man has no business trying to tell a good wife how to run the house. You're right, Rudy. Anytime he decides to do that, he'd better bait his hook instead of his wife and go fishing. And by the same token, a wife shouldn't try to run her husband's office. Or she might soon find he couldn't afford to buy her a new suit. Well, are you ready to be Mr. Neb again huh? and let me be the missus? Ah, Fanny, now I'm going to keep up my end of the bargain. Until this day is done, I'll perform the rest of your duties, my dear. That is what's left of it. Oh, Rudy. <laughs> You're sure a glutton for punishment. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, it's about time for you to start getting dinner. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Mr. Neb. What? This, this is Saturday, isn't it? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Fanny, get your purse. You're taking Junior and me out to dinner. Join us next Sunday, same time, when Sistex again presents Gene Lockhart and Kathleen Lockhart as the Nibs. If you'd like to attend one of our broadcasts and see Gene and Kathleen Lockhart in person, write to radio station KHJ Los Angeles 38 for tickets. The Nebs are written by John Elliott and produced by Wally Ramsey. They were created by Saul Hess and are supervised for radio by the Bears. This is Tom Dixon saying goodbye for Sistex. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.